First, we dance. Okay, we're done. People are just dying to know. They're dying to know. They want to know. And frankly, so would I. Come on. What What is versus? It's a competition. It's a battle of art. Between two teams. I don't get it. Yeah, what are you talking about? Okay, okay. It's time for an explanation with jazz. This show is called Versus. Something versus something else. One show might be Charlie Brown versus James Brown, or 9-11 versus 7-11, or Catcher in the Rye versus Ham on Rye. This show is Lent versus Rent. On the Lent team, we have Nathan, Aaron, and Anna. On the Rent team, we have me, Steve, Alex, and Young Ren. Each team will compete head-to-head through six rounds, performing original theatrical material written specifically for their side of the verses. This is not a debate. These original pieces are presented and performed on this podcast for your interpretation. At the end of the six rounds, you will decide which team wins. How do we do that? Well, you have to keep listening to find out how. But in the meantime, can can we just finish the song, please? Yeah, yeah, I want to get to my on with that already. Great. Hit it. That was concise. That was succinct. We hope you understood. If not, oh well. Verses, 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 verses. Time for the show. You did it! You did it! Six, 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 six! Oh, oh no! Six. Oh, come on, Satan! Oh, okay. This is six. Not no, in my six. team lens. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you so, did it! You got here! It's round six, and you you made it to the last round, and I'm so happy yeah. for all of you. Yeah, you made it for uh, round six of Lent versus Rent, which is um we're having a good time uh i hope hope you are um and we should just um refresh everyone's memory who's uh, made it this far yeah today um, is the important one because after yes. you listen to this podcast go vote it's the last yes. one you've heard all of the plays so head on over to the drinking and writing facebook page and peep that beautiful poll and vote either team lent or team rent yes keep it Yes. What team's going to you know, win? The better one. Yes. 
and it's all up to you because you heard all of the art. Um, you heard it, and you it's etched in your mind and memory forever. And now it's time for you to uh, decide. You are the decider, so make it happen. Decider, and you brought her. Yeah, drink. Hey, ho, oh, hey, 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 hey. Are, are we talking about Tom Jones again in underwear? Oh, oh, oh. no, hey, oh, hey, hey. Oh. Whoa, whoa. This is the transitional <laughs> podcast to our Tom Jones underwear podcast. <laughs> You thought you um, came here for Lent and Rent, but really it's just yeah. a critique on his concert. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. And I, yeah, I remember my mom used to, uh, she had to go to the hairdresser, right? I, I don't remember how often, but I remember being a little kid and I had to, I would stand outside the hairdresser and I would watch her get her hair done. And she always had like the booth, the bouffant. You know, the Were you not allowed bouffant. inside? I don't know. I just remember being outside looking in at her uh, with the, you know, the big dryer thing that they put over their hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, that's old school. Just, I love that. Yeah. They sit there for like 30 minutes or something. I just remember being outside looking at her inside and like her probably giving me a dirty look like stop it or get away from the window or something. I don't know. <laughs> I love my mother. Um, okay, so yeah, so let's uh, let, y- y- listen and then vote. Uh, Drinking and Writing Theater face- Facebook page. Um, so I guess that means it's time for round, round six. Six. Six, 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 six. I think that was six, the close six, one. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, that was good. Okay, um, listen. This play from Team Lent is called A Predicament. song I was really inspired by when I was a child and didn't really know what to give up for Lent. One year I gave up Diet Coke. Um, Another I tried to give up homework that didn't really work out well and as I've grown older I have definitely gotten a little less religious, more spiritual, but I've stopped giving up things for Lent and I was having a hard time figuring out what to write a play about so what better way than to just mull over my quandaries via song in a bathrobe a couple days into quarantine. It was the perfect storm. So I hope you enjoyed it. And now a play from Team Rent. This play is called Imagine Actual Reality.
imagine your best friend. Imagine their favorite outfit, their best haircut, their happiest smile. Imagine them saying your name. Think of the sound of their voice, their pace and inflections and patterns. Imagine hugging them. Imagine giving them the best birthday present ever. Imagine their laugh, their joy, their best moments. Now, imagine they're gone. You're doing the same things you used to do together, but you're alone now, celebrating with a dinner, watching TV at home, grabbing a drink, but they're not there. Wonder if you're performing an elaborate burial ritual to keep the flames of their memory alive. Imagine your neighbor disappears, and then your favorite bartender, and then another friend. The person who always gets on the bus at the same time as you... That person you remember meeting once, but you can't remember their name. The partner of a friend, and then a month later, the friend too. Morning only works when you have time, but your sadness got stuck with multiple life sentences and none of them are concurrent. The details will start to blend together. His favorite meal, that phrase she loved to overuse, the route they'd walk home after work. Who disappeared first? Everything will become math. You'll hear of someone who is the next to go, and you'll do the calculations to see if they're worth putting the energy into missing. What are the diminishing returns for finding the energy to spend time with friends if they might not make it through the year? It will feel like you're subtracting one every day until you're out of ones to give. The ones keep getting subtracted. You'll get angry if anyone gets to do addition or, God forbid, multiplication. Your life is surrounded by square roots and division and improper fractions. Imagine being told that your losses are deserved, that they aren't real, that there's nothing that could be done, but you're not doing anything you shout. You get a shrug if you're lucky. Normally you shout into the void. Every loss in your community is a notch in a preacher's Bible belt. Every friend you bury is a win for a politician somewhere. Imagine that your time has come, that you have found out you're next to go. Imagine hearing that you could stay, maybe, if you triple your rent for the rest of your life. You can move past this for the low, low cost of three times your net worth. You can continue to live for now, maybe, if you stop buying magazines and new clothes and a bus pass and food and sell your car, sell your jewelry, sell your furniture. The math comes back, but this time it's about how many pluses you need to avoid the minuses. It is the division between what you need to live and what you need to not die. Imagine it is 30 years later. Imagine you see the same disease that was the beginning of the end for your friends. Imagine you see the same disease you've been carrying for decades. Imagine that your governor doesn't care because the only people who are being affected are junkies. And who cares if junkies get the faggot disease? Imagine that everyone is telling him that he could easily stop the spread and he does nothing. Imagine that, when confronted with the hard truth, the facts, the easy answer, that instead of taking swift action, he takes time to go home and pray about it. Imagine he finally makes the right decision to stop the spread. The same day he signs a bill to further make it illegal to be at risk. Imagine it's three years later and something new is showing up across the world. It isn't terrible yet, but it's bad. It's terrifying. Your old governor is now vice president and put in charge of finding a solution to the virus that comes from another place, a place full of people he hates. 
Imagine how many prayers he'll need before he does anything. Think about how he is incompetent, racist, more excited to use the virus to meet his political goals than to help make sure his country is healthy. Watch him hide behind a God that conveniently allows him to sentence people to death for being the types of people that he views as inferior. Imagine that each one of these matches is a person. Each spark is a person that didn't have to die, someone whose blood is on the hands of politicians too power-hungry and monstrous to care. Imagine a world where we refuse to let them wipe their hands clean. Imagine showing up at your vice president's house with one match for every person he let die. Imagine coming together and starting a fire. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Alex, and I wrote Imagine Actual Reality. Uh, this play is really important to me. I really wanted to fill in the gap of, I feel like every time I watch Rent, you know, you get this big feeling of what it meant to have a community who was completely ravaged by AIDS. And you get a little glimpse into that with the death of Angel, but at the end of the day, when you're watching the play, that's kind of the only real casualty of it. It's more of a background. So I really wanted to write something that would highlight exactly uh, what it felt like to be someone who was around in that time and in uh, communities that were queer and sex worker communities and communities of color and watching uh, you know, your friends and loved ones just slowly disappear. Um, but I also didn't want it to feel like a uh, historical lecture. I really wanted to try to hit that emotional quality to it. Uh, and then from there, I started writing this in uh, probably early March, when, uh, you know, the idea of the coronavirus pandemic was really beginning to gain a hold in America. And uh, you know, I think that probably the day before I sat this down, uh, Donald Trump had announced that uh, Mike Pence was going to be taking over this whole task force. And that has changed a little bit since then. But, uh, you know, Mike Pence really represents a conservative right that doesn't care about people who don't believe what they believe and is really just uh, hungry for uh, power and to uh, is happy to let everyone who doesn't agree with them or isn't the way they are uh, die and uh, would love to watch them die slowly, it feels, a lot of times. So I kind of wanted to uh, reconnect this feeling of being disenfranchised in the 80s and bring it back up uh, to the contemporary day and talk about how we are all still fighting similar fights, even though there's not exactly the same direct line between uh, the government's actions today versus the government's actions in the 80s and the Reagan administration. But, uh, you know, I think that the parallels are still definitely there. So uh, hopefully this uh, play spoke to you and you should go burn down the White House.
Well, you, you, look at you. Look at you finishing a podcast. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Make sure you keep an tally of all the plays you've heard from round one to round six, because at the end of round six, you're going to have to head on over to the Facebook page for the Drinking and Writing Theater and cast your vote. Team Lent or Team Rent? Hope you pick the right one.